You're listening to the One of One podcast, and here are your hosts, L2L and 238 Cards. What's up, everybody? This is the One of One podcast. We would like to welcome you, as always, but this time we have a guest, and that name is Mr. Moke. Mr. Moke. Uh, yeah, we're gonna call him Mr. Moke. Uh, either that or Mr. Immaculate. Haven't gotten to which one we're gonna call him yet. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but that is really exciting to have him a part of this. As always, this is L two L. Got two three eight as well in here. Uh, Moke, welcome. Thank you for coming. Sorry to Bernie, just get us started here. Thank you um, both for having me. And for those of you who have not seen L two L or two three eight. L2L has got a face for the big screen. So, <laughs> big screen. So stay, stay tuned for that face reveal, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right, Moke. Um, am, but, I, am I the uh, first customer? Do you call me a customer or my family? Am I the first 238 L2L family member on here? Or? Yeah, you would be for sure. Okay. Well, I don't feel like I don't we, feel like everybody's a customer. I, we talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. But a, I mean, we call, but you still have to look at them as customers. We talked about that before too. But I mean, yeah, you, I mean, because you have to take care of them as if they, you know, this isn't your stuff. So we always consider that. But yes, family it is, Moke. Absolutely. Did you guys ever determine if you're going to call yourself breakers? Has that been resolved yet? No. I don't want to be called a breaker. No, I don't no. want to be called a breaker. You we don't put, know what to call it. You've got to put a poll out there on Instagram or Facebook and do that. ask the audience sure. there. Because I am not a sure. big fan of the breaker. And whenever you guys no. say breaker, it doesn't really roll off the tongue for you. You can tell you're uncomfortable saying it. We well, hate it. Yeah. I mean, there's this misconception and it's brought by, you know, a lot of the quote unquote breakers in the community that might be have a little bigger of a following than we do and are much bigger of a following. And they they don't have the best reputation for the way they handle things or the way they do things on a consistent basis like we do. I got to say, I think one thing I really love about you guys is the shipping. I always talk about it in the chat. You know, I've, I've broke with many breakers on TikTok and YouTube and got into the eBay auctions for teams and all that. And the shipping has always just drove me crazy. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. one thing to pull an amazing card. But if you're going to not get it for 10 days, and I've done the backyard and waited nine days to get the card. I mean, it just kind of loses that that wowness factor that you have from pulling a big card in 238 and L2L are always the best to ship. So I think that's really what's been really cool working with you guys and buying through you guys on just the shipping and receiving the product and in the perfect order and exactly how you pulled it. So yeah, that's something you guys should be really proud of. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, one of my favorite moments, you talked about family here, Mo, and you talked about us. Um, uh, we were on, we were watching another breaker and it was during the day and you happened to buy into their break. It was a huge break. It was really exciting just to see you in on it. And I want to say part of our community, I want to say there was like 10 people in there mm-hmm. and easily um, 10. I know exactly what you're talking about. And we were, we were all in there and you, whenever you hit a card, we knew who you were. Mm -hmm. Whenever you hit a card, we were like, let's go Moke. You know, we were, we were all about it. And then, uh, you know, your response afterwards to, to send a message, take your time, send a message, thanking those who came by and that kind of thing. That's just what it's about. I mean, if we're not, it's, it's about enjoying the hobby, but it's also about, you know, the community itself. And this community is really special. Yeah, I, I can't even tell you how proud I was to see all the two, three, eight members, all the names I, I see every night in that in that room on that big break supporting me. And it wasn't the best break for me, but having you guys there and sending your thoughts and my way really helped out. 
Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Moke, if you could just give us a, a history of your uh, love of the hobby, whether it's personal investing, I know that we've talked that you have a pretty big collection yourself, um, just kind of like your background with that. And also if there's anything you want to share um, personally, like what you do, married, baby shower, stuff like that. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, we can start at the top. I had a, my wife had her baby shower yesterday, so we're expecting our first child. So uh, congratulations. Mo. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I may slow down on some of these breaks here in the next couple of weeks. Oh yeah. Um, a lot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, definitely no immaculate can tell you that I can make a promise <laughs> to that. Even though Roy had a great box the other night, man, I struck out he the did. night before with a two, two Atwell shadow box signature. Out. Yeah. The, the J Jeff was nice, but it was a napkin, you know, you expect yeah, something a little yeah. more when it's, a, sh a short print like that yeah and then my professional so i'm married i have a kid coming professionally i work at one of the greatest brands in the world and that's under armor here in baltimore maryland so i run the, the sales team on the outdoor side so um we're always involved in the sporting community um, we had Deion sanders talk to us the other day um every week it's someone new La last week it was the head coach at notre dame the head coach at maryland football so we're always around the industry we've got guests that come on campus all the time. We, we meet a lot of golfers and outdoor enthusiasts that are representing the brand. And that's the line I, I really work on. So professionally, I'm in the sporting space or arena, as you want to call it. And then collecting and investing. I, I've been collecting since I can remember. Mm -hmm. So my mom had an antique shop. So we'd always do like flea markets. And my dad was in the military. We always moved around. And we were in Carlisle, Pennsylvania when I was really young. There was a flea market every Saturday that I'd go and just buy every Jordan card I could there for mm -hmm. $2 or less. Uh, I've amassed a, a quite a bit of, a, a quite a big collection of Jordan cards. I think I may have sent you a picture, 238, of uh, the other day. I sent 10 to, to SGC. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. should come back at least 995, nine, but they're probably going to come back as 10. So that's pretty cool. But I really. Are they started, Skybox? Uh, one's a Skybox. And then yeah. two Fleer. I like Fleer. Skybox, Jordan. Yeah, I've got a couple here. I know you guys can't see the videos, but these are ones I did not send in just because they're the centering's off. But mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. everything's in pristine condition. I always really took a lot of pride in collecting, and I never touched my cards. Put them in the sleeves, and then the one or one touches or or um, top layers. So it's always been a passion of mine since I can remember. I wish I had that when I was a kid. I wish I had that level of you know concern for my cards because I was just excited to have them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but. Um, I didn't take care of them the right way, but that's really cool, it especially is. the Jordans. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, initially, I was big into hockey. Uh, I was a hockey player, Mario Lemieux. Uh, I PC'd Mario Lemieux probably mm -hmm. for about the first 10 years of collecting when I was young. And then I saw a big number 27 running the ball for Ohio State when I was in sixth grade and just became a huge Eddie George fan. Mm -hmm. Then David Boston and Terry Glenn there in Ohio State. And I followed Eddie to Houston. Um, as soon as he was drafted by Houston, they they moved the team to Nashville. So I became a Titans fan, PC the Titans for many years, and I still collect the Titans. It's just not really an exciting team to collect these days. Mm -hmm. You know, my family's yeah. originally from Oregon, so I was huge on Marcus Mariota. So I yeah. had a pretty big collection of Mariota cards that didn't really um, hold its value there. Sure, but there's been there's been a lot of hits too. You know, I mean, we have some misses when we're collecting, and but a lot of hits. Do you, collect, do you collect Derrick Henry? 
sometimes, you know, I've got a, I've got a nice little collection of Derrick Henry. I'm not out, out there actively going after his cards. Yeah. I try to stay away from the running backs. You know, I, I started football following Eddie George, but the running backs just, yeah. I've kind of moved from a collecting to more of an investing position sure. right now. Um, I do a lot of day trading, you know, um, mm-hmm. a lot of swing trading. Two, three, and I have talked about that in the, in the chat mm-hmm. room. And, and uh, that's, I'm taking a, a similar approach in this, in this new way I'm going about in investing in cards. You know, I'm going to have my holds. I'm going to have my buys. I'm going to have my sells. Um, Super Bowl week, I sold a ton of Jamar Chases and, and Joe Mixons and Joe Burrows. Uh, I'm holding um, the, the Tonys, the ETNs. Uh, I'm buying mm-hmm. low right now and I'm going to hold those and hopefully holding for a couple of years. I'm very high on CD Lamb. So uh, I've kind of brought just a different approach in the collecting. Back in the day, it was collect who you wanted, collect the cool cards. I still keep yeah. the cool cards. They don't hold the value, but if it's a cool card, I'm going to keep it. Mm-hmm. The Earl Campbell that 238 sent me. I mean, that's top of my collection right now i love it look at it every day it's just a really cool card so love cool cards but my position has changed from a true collector to to more of an investor right now and i and we're seeing i think a shift in that i do feel like the people who break are 90 percent looking for um the quick investment yeah the quick flip so uh with all of your experience doing these lately um what is your favorite way to, I guess, buy in? Is it the dome product? Is it to buy in the breaks? What What are you finding the most success in? I guess I should say. That's a great question. That's going to lead into a suggestion I have that I, I'm going to give you guys yes. for a, a new break. But you know, I like mixing it up. I, I like doming boxes when they're initially launched, like the Mosaic Choice. You know, I, I was doming those mm-hmm. all over um, TikTok, especially with you when those initially came out. And the rookies and stars. I think I. I opened your first three rookies and stars, mm-hmm. grabbed those, grabbed the, the Trask, kept the cards that I wanted to keep, and went out there and pushed the cards or, or sold the cards, the Trask and the and the um, long necks that were really high value or overvalued for what I thought they were at the time. So I mm-hmm. keep the cards I really want, low numbered cards, teams I collect, cool, cool looking cards that may have some value, but just cards I want. And then I go out there and sell the ones that I, I think have good retail value. You know, two, three, I'm, this is kind of like a little bit. It's, it's still on topic, but since we have a guy like Moke here who knows a lot about this kind of stuff, Moke, who are you looking for to hold? Uh, you said ETN and you said, uh, you said Kadarius Tony. You, you got the, you got three categories, obviously sell, hold, and collect, right? So who do you, like biggest holds, biggest sells, and you're obviously Bo Jackson. I think wasn't Bo Jackson or no Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell, Earl Campbell was your biggest. That's not going anywhere. Uh, that is not going. That was a gift from someone. Yeah, get from one of the best in the in this industry, and that's two three eight. So that's not going yeah. anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. It was, but on my radar, I mean, right now I'm searching for Herbie cards. Uh, I think yeah. everyone's jumping on the the Joe Burrow, Mac Jones bandwagon. I'm searching and hunting for Herbie cards. Mm-hmm. I also, I think Baker is going to have a, a comeback. You know, I think he's been dealt a, a bad hand with some coaching decisions there. He had a kind of cancer in the locker room with OBJ, so. I, I do see a Baker comeback. Um, I, I definitely think he'll make the playoffs in the next couple of years and maybe have a nice run there. I think I can see Cleveland and Cincinnati, Cincinnati fighting and duking it out every single year. Mm-hmm. But ETN's another one. I, I'm not so high on Mac Jones. I think the, you know, the it's just the value's so far up there. It's it's hard. It'd be hard to go out there and, and buy a raw Mac Jones card right now. Now, if you pulled it, yeah. amazing. Hold it. Um, Trey Lance is another one. I think Trey Lance is going to have a great year. 
they've got an awesome team there in San Francisco. Look what they did with Jimmy G. Jimmy G is not the best yeah. quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, Jimmy yeah. G is not the best quarterback. So I think Trey Lance stepping in, if Jimmy G does leave, uh, that's going to be a, a great card to hold and maybe divest 25, 50% of my position next year once he gets on a hot streak. But definitely hold same for T Law, too. I think T Law's kind of fell off a little bit. I, I think he'll be good. I think he'll be good. We just need to hold on to him. For I a little think while, he will be but. good. I, I watched ESPN this morning and they're going after that number one um, offensive lineman. So they mm-hmm. get that, that left mm-hmm. tackle or left guard in there with ETN coming back off an injury. T Law, that's that's a young team, too. The yes. They just need coach. some more weapons. They just need a few more weapons. And then I think they'll be much better shape. But we didn't touch uh, on Javante Williams. Um, I think a- I think Rogers is going to Running Denver. I-, I think Rogers is going to Denver. Ooh. You can quote yeah, me. Yeah, Rogers. Rogers. If Rogers goes to Denver, watch out for Denver. And then, but I mean, seriously, Melvin Gordon. If he's not on the roster next year, if Melvin Gordon is not on the roster next year, you'll be glad you still have Javante Williams cards. Mm-hmm. You will. I've got about ten autos sitting right here that I'm holding. Not not touching them until Rogers. Have a few more than that. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're super yeah. high on Tony. You're in love with Tony. I am. I'm. I'm. I love Tony. Like that's those are my values. Is mm-hmm. is Tony and Javante? They're probably my biggest value. And then my third value is my own PC that I believe he'll he'll win a Super Bowl with him at starting quarterback by the end of the year will be Carson. But really, um, I mean, when you told yeah. me you were getting a Giants neck tattoo, I was like, man, this guy really loves Tony. Okay, I'm not getting that. I'm an <laughs> Eagles fan. I'm an Eagles fan. So let's calm it down. Uh, but no, no, that's funny. Uh, but I mean, it's it's cool to think about the you know the highs and lows. To think about somebody who's actually looking at it as an investment, um, because I've always looked at it as a as a hobby itself, like something that I've enjoyed keeping and collecting. And um, it's neat to see somebody who's doing a little bit of both. Um, uh, and it is definitely a fluctuating market, just like you said. The you know the markets that we have today, it is definitely a fluctuating market. Yeah, and just real quick, I'm not a quick flipper. I think you did throw that out there when you when you pitched it over to me. I'm not a quick flipper. Oh, my apologies. I, I am selling to support my my hobby, all right? So mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really what that's what I do too. To. I'm, sure. I'm, yeah. I'm probably not profitable, probably not by far I'm not profitable, but I'm I'm keeping the cards that I want and I'm mm-hmm. selling some of the higher value cards that will help support my hobby and just it's fun to do. I, I love collecting. So, it's not quick flipping, yeah. not investing truly. It's it's still collecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can see like the way you said quick flipping is the exact same way we feel about the word breaking. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's the exact it's kind of like that little salt in your mouth type thing, you know, and we all have those. Um, but yeah, I totally get where you're coming from and I would definitely definitely appreciate that. Because I see it on the Facebook groups all the time. People going into Target buying every blaster and hanger they can and and marketing it up twenty dollars and selling it. And that's when I hear quick flipping it. It's kind of a, yeah. what I get, and that's definitely not what I'm doing. That's I'm, I'm true, supporting the habit. Living. I'm supporting my habit. That's basically it. That's right. You had mentioned that you had an idea for us for a new kind of break. I would love to love to hear that. It's called the Moke Special. Uh, you know, Moke the, Special. Whoa, very unique the Moke name. <laughs> name says it all. Uh, it's it's an eight box break where every person that gets into the break gets a division. You start with a division and you basically rotate the divisions. So you're going to have each or one division, at least for eight different boxes. Wow. So everyone will have AFC North once, uh, AFC South, AFC East once, and you just go around. So I I think it's a, I kind of looked at what you did with the Spectra snake draft, Um, had some bad luck in divisionals this past two weeks. I thought how we could make it fair for everyone and just kind of dawned on me after a couple 
bourbons one night of a the moke special the <laughs> the rotational divisional where everyone gets a shot at at a chase or a burrow i've done i've done i've i've been in in one and i mentioned it to luke when he was doing a huge case break of uh illusions um i've seen this kind of done a little bit before but it was it was done a little differently so if you have a case of something like i've been in one where it was all absolute blasters a full case so we were hoping for a kaboom and halfway through we re-randomized the divisions um, and that happened to be the one where I got my Trevor Lawrence kaboom. Um, so I've seen that before, but I've never seen it. I've never thought of it as eight box, eight divisions switching them. That's a, that's a really good idea. It evens it up for everybody. Yeah, for sure. And, and so <clears throat> with this, I love this idea. I'm just logistically thinking, um, with the eight boxes. So typically I try to do like four 2020 and four 2021s. Um, so still stick with that, but. You just got to get lucky that you're the one who gets switched to, let's say, the AFC North when that 2020 box comes out. So it's still luck of the draw then, too. It's still luck of the draw, but all we're asking for is just a, a one chance, chance a shot. Yeah. You know? It's hard when you get into a big break, you spend a couple hundred dollars, and you get the NFC South or something like that. I mean, you, yes. just, you get so excited. You, the random, You're doing the ducks or the randoms, and then they, they put your name up there, and you get the NFC South or one of those divisions. It's just it's kind of a kind of a letdown, so... I think giving the people just one more shot at, at getting a big card or, or just a getting off that division they were stuck with initially would be would be huge. Just something to think, I think about. You're right. I'm always thinking about. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Now, just, the only thing I think that could be, you know, and because I've seen it all, like I've I've been do, I've been seeing a lot of these things is when you do have that switch, like somebody switches from AFC North to you know the NFC South, and then that AFC North box. Uh, then the next time the next box when they're NFC South has a Joe Burrow auto in it. And they're gonna be like, well, I wish I had, you still had, you know, but that's a part of it all. Um, so I, I mean, there's going to be a little kickback, but as long as it's properly explained, I think this is a great idea. It may be a logistics nightmare in the background for, for miss two, three, eight to, to sort these cards and for you guys to ship it out. So yeah, we would, that could be another I, issue. Yeah. I, I, I think we could figure that out because we'd have, I have to keep. You have eight box. different piles. Yeah, we have to have eight separate piles. eight, eight yeah. different piles. Yeah, it would take a little longer to do that break, but I do think that would be a fun one to do. Um, and I feel like if I did that, I would probably make a video about it so people could actually hear us talking about it and have. There's yeah. a guy out there. There's a guy out there, and he's got a laminated divisional sheet where he always puts up a. It holds it up, and he does pick your division, so not pick mm-hmm, your team, because mm-hmm. not everyone wants to go after Chase or Burrow. They they may rather go after Lance. So I think a pick your divisions mm-hmm. something else is pretty cool that I saw. Do they recently. randomize that order? Or all the divisions different price. They randomize the order. They're all they're all the same price. Mm-hmm. So instead of just randomizing the divisions, they randomize the names, mm-hmm. and kind of a hit draft. You pick your division. Yeah. That's a good idea. Because someone may something. be chasing the Jags and they, and they get the AFC yeah. East. And, and we always, 2 3 always gives us a minute to offer up trades and all that. But what if there's a way where we can just go in there and pick yeah. the division if we had the number one pick? Yeah, we've yeah. definitely talked about that before. Because I think I, I think we even asked that on our last podcast to Scani. Like, he loves the AFC North. If he had the number one pick, would he still pick it? And he, he I think he said he probably would just because he wants the teams from the North. So, yeah, I love yeah. the idea. It's all dependent on the boxes, you know. If, if yeah. there's no if there's no twenties in there, I'm not sure I picked the AFC North. Right. Know? Yeah, for sure. 
And that that's another thing is now I've been becoming trying to more and more aware, aware of what boxes that people want in the break and what's the best for people in the break. And that has become harder and harder lately too, just because of the box prices. But if you had the ultimate break with eight different boxes, what are a few that you would like? Either of you guys. I, I could tell you what's not going to be in there. Immaculate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, L2L, what do you think there? That's that's a great question. I, I had never thought about what the perfect break would be, huh? Well, I've got perfect break boxes, like that I've always thought are perfect break boxes, and um, I I think that I think Select H2. I know it's gone up. Select H2. If you hit on that, you hit big. Mm-hmm. The only problem with that is is that if that's your box, if you do the way that Moke was talking about, that's such like a gamble box that that wouldn't be. Uh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily know if I'd want the NF- AFC North with that because I'm so hard to hit a burrow in that in any way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but if you talk about the perfect boxes, I mean, I, it's whatever's in the now right now. Like, so that'd be like, I guess, rookies and stars or XR or something like that, maybe right now. But um, a big box that is really, really hard to beat is is the select boxes. But they're just so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, they're. I mean, I haven't had an issue selling any any of my select stuff as long as it's bigger select stuff. That's select doesn't have a problem. Um, but if you want to collect, they have select has some of the prettiest cards too. They I do. mean, mm-hmm. um, they have some of the prettiest cards. Uh, so I like the select stuff, but um, I've never been a fan of Prism. I don't, I don't. I'm not going to go about, uh, out of my way to get that. Um, but a lot of people do like Prism, so I mean that's not a bad one to put in there either. I, I love Prism. I, I mean the yeah. base base cards are pretty rough, but those hits have, can be massive. Have you seen the new select cards that they came out with that uh, Penny came out with? I have not. Are those the new ones that are launching next month? Yeah. Yeah. If you take if you take if you go if you have some time, go on the internet one day and and look up the they already came out with the colors and uh, all the cards. You can actually see the the cards that you can hit. I mean, it's it's prettier than they've ever done before. Select's done it very well. I love Select. Select's solid. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. always a go-to. I mean, for me, the perfect break, Mosaic Choice. Mm-hmm. Come on, that is that is my box right there. I, I love those Peacocks. Mm-hmm. I love the yeah. Nebulas. How uh, many cards only... come in that box? I think it's eight, isn't it? Eight. It's eight. That's what's hard about those in the break. Yeah, you, you, you can't put them, yeah. I mean... If everybody gets a card from it, you can do like a you can do like an ultimate break where you have divisionals and then have a hit draft in the middle of it. I mean, that, yeah, I mean you it's could do something a, like that. Yeah. That's a great idea. Uh, you know, you have eight, and then you go open the mosaic choice. There's a hit draft part of it. Then you get back to the divisional. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you could do something like that, but I I couldn't keep the mosaic choice in a break uh, if that was like where only one division. You know, everybody gets one division. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, because you want more cards for the divisionals. Um, that's where a lot of people get miss, you know, miss a little. A I think bit that's is. dependent on the price of the break. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm a good point. not always searching for more cards. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the lower sure. breaks, everyone wants more cards and more boxes and just more wax. And, and for me, it's more. Um, I, I want the better cards. I want, I want mm-hmm. the shot, the, the big cards, the the peacocks, the nebulas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Genesis. You know, I want those big cards, not not more cards. I'm sitting on a pile of cards right now, mm-hmm. as I, I'm sure a lot of people are. You know, mm-hmm. this TikTok yeah. boom on the on the cards has just been incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I, I love that idea L2L of the ultimate break. I think that would be incredible. Let's say you had select hobby, but then the next box was, let's even say an origins hobby, but you hit draft an origins hobby. Yeah. And maybe it's, maybe it's the ultimate break where you hit draft your divisions and then whoever got last pick of division gets first pick in that, that yep. hit draft um, type of situation. That would Absolutely. be fun, fun to do some stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I do think for the ultimate break, a lot of these boxes don't have enough cards, but I would buy into one that had two mosaic choice and, you know, an XR and a couple of Zenith. I would, I'd be more willing to buy into that than one with um, just four illusions hobbies Same here. just to get a stack of cards. Yep. Yeah, so, absolutely. Hmm. Especially when you're guaranteed cards in certain boxes as well. Yeah. You know, even if it's a base, if you're yeah. guaranteed a card out of that box, I could say, I mean, how much is the mosaic choice now? I mean, <laughs> they're, they're at least 800 right now. Okay. So you're basically yeah, paying 758. You're, you're paying a hundred dollars a card for eight mm-hmm. cards. So if you're guaranteeing me one of those cards from it, even if it's a base, that's still considered. I mean, if you look at the overall average of those cards, it's a hundred dollar value. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it's not worth that to you, that's worth it. That's what's worth in the break. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. that brings up a great point there when you're talking about the mosaic choice and the price right now. They're coming out with um, choice blasters. You know, mm-hmm. they did this with illusions. Um, mm-hmm. I had I had three hollow heroes. Once I once I saw the blasters hit the shelves, what I do? Sold the hollow heroes. Now mm-hmm. now if you get on eBay and look at the hollow heroes prices, I, I sold them at five hundred dollars a piece on eBay. Mm-hmm. That's now, crazy. I can go back and buy that same card for a hundred dollars right now on eBay. Just because yeah. the blasters came out. More people had access to the hollow heroes. They started hitting them like crazy. Yeah. So I, I think that's going to happen again with the, with the peacocks and the and the nebulas here. So it's, we're always looking forward. I, I think once these blasters and hangers come out, for me as a, on, on the investment side, it's it's time to look at what's going to be the next launch. That's, like that's very true. Yeah, I feel like we saw um, that same thing happen with kabooms. Yep, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I think also Select. Once Select Retail came out last year, it, people were had zebras right and left. Yeah, it's crazy. You know? And it brought down the vi- value of that. And that's so true. I forgot about the mosaic blasters that are out because you can even get honeycombs in those, Yeah, which mm-hmm. is super rare. And I think that's crazy. And and I did what you just said is I bought a Trevor Lawrence Hollow Hero off of someone for like $125. So I was like, I'll, I'll buy it for that. Just hold on to it. Two but, months ago, that was five hundred, six hundred dollars. Right, card. right, right. And that's it's just crazy how that happens, and it is going to be interesting with this. Yeah, and, but I don't see the cost of twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one hobby boxes going down, just because of yeah. this upcoming draft class is not exciting yet. Yeah, I mean, if I was in a position of some of the guys we were talking about earlier off the offline, I would I would buy some of these cases and just sit on them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this twenty-one draft class is pretty impressive, and what Mac did and T. Lod did, just coming in, Jamar Chase just taking over. I mean, there's this could be one of those classes like Philip Rivers and Peyton Manning that we talked about for many yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. if John Watson doesn't have his issue, we could be talking about seventeen being great. Yeah. Besides Trib- but Trubisky, I mean, yeah. I mean, that was a really good draft class too. So, and I think Mitch has a shot at, at a good comeback here. If Trubisky can land on a, on a solid team with a with a veteran coach and OC, he's, he's got a real good shot. Mm-hmm. I think he was he was dealt a, a brand new coach in Denver. Um, then he went to Buffalo. He played in the preseason, played really good in the preseason. I think he threw for three fifty in one of the preseason games mm-hmm. up in Buffalo. I'm not yeah totally sold out on on Trubisky yet. Yeah, 
I hear I hear L1L in the background. I apologize. No, no, you're good. Moke's going to be hearing that soon too. Yeah, I I can't wait. I cannot wait. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. Okay. um, One last question, or whatever, however long we want to go. Is there? um, I guess it's a two part question. Is there a ultimate PC card for you? You don't have yet. And is there anything in the future that you're excited about? As far as I know, you're in the whole sports world too, um, especially with players and and uh, Under Armour. But is there anything exciting for you? Um, I'll give a quick example. Is whenever this Manning kid comes out in this draft class, Archie? Yes, that is going to be absolutely nuts. I think we were talking about this. This could be timed out. The first year Fanatics has football, that is going to be absolutely crazy. Yeah, I mean that's a great point. I think Fanatics is going to come after Panini here. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're doing it right now with the memorabilia. Um, I think they're going to make a big push on Manning if they can sign Manning to a deal like Jordan did with Upper Deck, where he was only going to do Upper Deck cards. I mean, that could be something that could be a big deal for Manning. Could be a big deal for Fanatics, and they've got mm-hmm. the money and capital to do it. So that's I'm, exciting. Imagine um, if Panini did not have the rights to Arch Manning. I mean that. That'd be crazy. It'd yeah. be crazy. It'd be, it would be a shift. One player would shift the entire market. Entire it market. I, I remember watching Tebow in high school. I think he was in Alabama. I was watching on ESPNU, you know, and look at the impact he had those first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Memorabilia and cards. I, I think Manning's going to be that times 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just with that pedigree, it's going to be great to watch. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I just don't, does Sports Illustrated still do those cards? I may get a sports illustrator. Are they even still around? You know, they send out those high school yeah. cards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they still do the high school cards. I know Leaf does the yeah. high school cards. Um, but I don't know about like, cause I remember I, I saw a Sam, Howell, I'm a big North Carolina guy. So I saw a Sam Howell high school card when he was go like, I think he signed it later when the deal went through or whatever, but the card was created earlier. I don't remember exactly, but it was really, it was. It did not. It did not look good. Let's put it that way. It didn't. It wasn't a good looking card, but it was him in his high school uniform. Are you a UNC yeah. football fan? Yeah. Ooh, that's rough. That's rough. Nah. I feel for you. Nah. <laughs> now we're 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 signed with Mac Brown. We just signed. What was it? The eighth best draft class or recruiting class number one in the ACC over Clemson. So I'm happy. I love Mac Brown. Mac Brown was awesome when he was on ESPN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love Mac Brown. He kind of reminds me, you know, I love Tony Romo on CBS. Mm-hmm. You know, I was never yeah. a Romo fan. Can't say in the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But his analysis yep. of the games are just incredible. So the, NFL, the NFL told him to stop calling the plays out. I mean, he got yeah. his hand slapped. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think I think Tony Romo and Peyton Manning have a future career as, as football coaches. I really do mm-hmm. think that. I just want to see one, like, analysis, like halftime analysis where – they they have they can have an announcer, but then they have Tony Romo, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady all sitting at the same table talking about what's going on in the game and mm-hmm. see if there's actual fist fight in the middle of it. I'm sure there would be. <laughs> with, with Brady, there would be a, more of a slap fight. Let's be There'd honest. Be a slap fight. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's that's my face. <laughs> you want to want to hurt that's that pretty face? Okay, no. so let's Brady's an Under Armour guy. He we is an Under Armour guy. That's We've right. got posters and videos of him all around campus. That's awesome. Okay, so we'll end with this last question then that I started to ask and 
Sorry. I, side, I sidetracked us. That wasn't your fault. That was me. Is what's your ultimate PC card that you might not have yet that you're looking for for your personal collection? So there's a couple Javon Kears cards out there that I, mm. I'm searching for right now. I was a big fan. Yeah, um, the freak. Yeah. And then there's a guy named Gaines Adams who was a, he was a roommate of mine at a prep school who went to Clemson and was drafted number three overall in the NFL and then died a couple of years ago, three years mm-hmm. into the NFL. Um, so I'm always out there collecting his cards, you know. So if anyone's out there that's got a, a Gaines Adams RPA or autograph or patch, hit me up. Love yeah. to buy that off of you. It's going to go to a good home where it's going to it's going to sit in my in my box and of just things that are really close to my heart. But mm-hmm. Javon Kears, Gaines Adams, uh, I've got most of the other big cards out there, you know, that I can't afford. You know, I've got the mm-hmm. Lemieux rookies, the Gretzky rookies, Yagers, and um, so. I don't have a great answer for that two three eight. What do you? That was that was a good answer. What are you mm-hmm. searching for? That is a good question. I think what I don't have is I don't have a good graded Ricky Henderson rookie card. Who's my ultimate PC? I have rookie cards of Ricky, but I didn't take care of him as I should have because I was pretty young when he was out there. I was probably six, seven, eight years old when he was winning, you know, stolen base king and MVPs and stuff. So. I don't have a good graded card of his and right now they're just going for more than I want to pay. Yeah. So that, that would probably be my ultimate um, as far as a sports card right now. When you go after a card like that, are you looking for PSA or it doesn't matter? You know, it doesn't matter. I'm not picky. I'll do Beckett. I'll do SGC. Um, I always look PSA first. Um, But to me, that doesn't matter. You've got a birthday coming up, don't you? Uh, My birthday is April 22nd. Earth day. Oh, wow. So anytime I, when Earth Day first came out, I was a young lad, let's say, and the horror story for me was I went to like elementary school and everyone was saying Happy Earth Day and I thought they were telling me Happy Birthday and I found out <laughs> later none of them knew. So it was kind of a, a, a sad day for me. Well, I'm going to um, plant a tree for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. I think we should have Moke on like once a month for investing. Like, yeah, uh, Moke needs to be on more. He needs, he needs to be on more. Yeah, an investing segment as, as far as sports cards and what he's seeing and stuff. Cause I do think the majority of people are looking for that. So, again, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Keep up the great work, guys. Keep pushing the envelope. You guys are the best. Um, you guys are great people, family people. You treat us like family, like we talked about. You're not breakers. We're not customers. No. We're all chasing the same thing here, you know, and that's to support our hobby of collecting mm-hmm. cool cars that we like. And mm-hmm. so just keep up the positive vibes. You guys are doing an amazing job. I'm a fan for life. And thanks for having me. Thanks, Mo. Yep, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure you go and follow L2L Collectibles and 238 Cards on TikTok. Until next time.